Hello, Victoria. I thought you were going to say aloha. <laughs> I should have said that, shouldn't do you I? Not I like do saying that, that when you're being professional. Aloha. How I are don't... you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Very pleased to be here, actually. Has it been a good week? Oh, <gasps> it's been a lightning week. <laughs> lightning, goodness me, that does sound good. Oh, uh, yeah, just a, it's flashed past. Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening. Yes, and, and I've been dealing with people working from home. And actually, when you go into work, you know, just reminding you of my <clears throat> key worker status, oh, um, God. <laughs> that things do go faster because you can kind of get your head around and really immersed into work, which has been marvellous. Yeah, I bet you bet you've loved every minute of that. <laughs> How's your week been? Been okay, yeah, it's been good. Uh, can't complain, mustn't grumble, as they say. Help yourself to another piece of apple crumble. Mm. Um, go on. Have you got something um, to grumble about? Oh, last week you were grumbling about lockdown. And I I told oh. I told our esteemed listeners that you'd come back and do your proper grumble because it didn't record. <laughs> okay. So you're well, Mr. Apple Crumble Grumble Pants. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody hates being in lockdown. It's just so boring. But we've got to get through it, haven't we? You're not as miffed as last week. What's happened? Um, that's a good question. I don't think I am as miffed as last week. Maybe I've just come Because it's to... not early. But, but it might be because it's not early in the morning. And it might just be because we've got some fun stuff to talk about, including a policeman who gave a woman an intimate back massage <laughs> under her clothes. <laughs> which sounds very to... okay. saucy. Matron, take them away! Oh, I don't understand why the clothes... If he wanted to give the massage under the clothes, oh, I'll, I'll get to that point later, shall I? <laughs> We've, we've actually got a really horrible, serious... Oh, just, just to take that tone down, we've got a really horrible, serious top story, which is a man who's been charged with the murder of his baby daughter and son. But then that'll be cheered up by uh, naughty people in lockdown weddings and uh, people, doing, people doing stupid selfies. I love those naughty Jews. Is that your tone? No. Is that... Is no, that the ping of doom? I don't think you're allowed to. That's uh, that's producer Phil. Oh, is that one of those things where you can only say it if you are it? Like, if you are an N-word, you can say the N-word. I know, but even then, people are really offended because I'm a bee. <laughs> Go on. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> no, B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> I don't think any of us is saying anything that shouldn't be said. We're only having a discussion. Nobody's insulting anybody. Uh, well, to... I'm I'm trying to insult you. Well, okay. I mean, that's okay. I don't mind. I can t I can take it. I can take a few roughs with the smooth. Um. Well, it's a. I mean, it's a 400 person wedding party in Stamford Hill. All I think of when I think of Stamford Hill is massive hats and the locks. And have you been in Stamford Hill, Ben? Yeah, loads of times. I mean, I've driven through it quite a lot. I mean, it's 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 big black hats. It's waistcoats. It's white shirts. It's big, um, sort of curly locks down, sort of like the side in front of the ears, and lots and lots of Volvos. <laughs> did you just say curly lockdowns? I, I, did. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I wish big I had. Curly lockdowns <laughs> and Volvos. It was a curly lockdown wedding. That's excellent. So guests fled. They fled from the strictly orthodox charady Jewish school when the police arrive. The organisers face a £10,000 fine for breaking lockdown rules. I don't know why it's just... It's just funny now. I don't care anymore. Do you know I what know. I mean? I just don't I, care. Like, I'm just... lockdown is a farce. And I'm now looking at a tweet from Chief Rabbi Mervis. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> this is the most shameful desecration of all that we hold dear. At a time when we are all making such great sacrifices, it amounts to a brazen abrogation of the responsibility to protect life. And such illegal behaviour is abhorred by the overwhelming majority of the Jewish community, which is fair play. Oh, I see. It's become a community issue. Yeah. I've only just well, seen this story breaking today. But what's making me chuckle is that the photo of Chief Rabbi Mervis yeah. shows, shows him sort of just, I don't know, it's like, because it's a tweet, it's that little circular photo in the corner. And he's got a big smile on his face. It doesn't quite. He should have a serious Twitter profile photo for when he's talking about serious things. Yes, and standing up for the community. <laughs> I mean, when he's a sort of a laughing rabbi, that's okay. But when a he's jolly a jolly rabbi, <laughs> that's what you he's want. A serious rabbi. He needs to be a bit more serious. Do you think? I don't know. I always think of rabbis as quite jovial. I think I, I think well that's because all Jewish people have got a fantastic sense of humour. You can't say that all Jews are funny. <laughs> no, I think okay, the Jewish sense of humour is largely regarded as possibly the most astute um, in the world. I mean, if you think of so many great Jewish comedians, no. Should we just get off this bicycle? Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shall then. we move away from it? I mean, it is fantastic and you are actually being funny, but um, for a change. <laughs> so that's what we've got. We've got some selfie deaths. Yes, selfie deaths. Yeah, I mean, that's a, this is a, I mean, again, I suppose when people die, you shouldn't laugh. But it's that Darwin thing, isn't it, where they're sort of evolving themselves out of existence. <laughs> Good riddance, I say to some of them. Oh, my God, have you got a glass of wine? Oh my god, you can still see me. Yes, you didn't know I that. I said did you? to you, can you see me? <laughs> I love oh, you No, I've just been kind of cuz you do you do behave slightly differently, don't you, when people can <laughs> see you. No, it's um it's my birthday present that I've got actually. Can you see that? What, Corona beer? Magnus no, cider. Oh, I love a bit of Magnus. Yeah, very it's nice. It's rose cider from my Oh, I've boss. had that. It's really nice. It's really It nice, is nice, though. but it's not as nice as the little uh, stoma <laughs> it's called sotma <laughs> but i call it stoma and i'm obsessed with that stuff it's amazing it's lovely what stoma cider stoma cider i get home and i can't wait to crack open the stoma i get homer for a stoma <laughs> <laughs> but moving on from cider yes tell me about your week oh tell me for who you are first okay so i'm ben ando i'm a i'm a has-been washed up former BBC news correspondent, crime reporter, um, general, I don't know, news bod. And now I do this podcast with you and I do a few other little bits and bobs as well. But obviously yeah. this is the highlight of my week. Of course it is. It makes your whole week, doesn't it? <laughs> it certainly does make my you whole missed, week. And you I... missed a trick there. <laughs> oh, I just like anal sex. I, um... <laughs> do you, Ben? There are things I'm learning <laughs> about makes... you all the time. Well, I, I've been told that makes your whole week. You know, that was said with winning, winning insincerity, I like to think. Oh, good. OK, well, it's weird how lockdown has made this podcast our priority, isn't it? Mm, yeah, that's kind of weird. It's just, that just kind of under, uh, underlines just how tedious bloody lockdown is, I suppose. Is that fair? Oh, that sound nice? That no, sounds horrid, it doesn't, doesn't sound. It, it sounds I didn't, horrid. I didn't mean that to sound as horrid as it did sound. <laughs> well, I put I put amongst my uh, list of skills, my skill set, podcaster Damn. now. Oh, you hate it. Skills Journalist, set. woman extraordinaire. Oh. Extraordinary, extraordinary woman for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> talking about how great you are or telling us who you are? I'm telling you who I am because it's just a mishmash of trying to hold it together desperately. Uh, now selling my 
ass differently in lockdown. Who the hell are you? Who the hell am I in Plymouth? <laughs> oh yeah, and I reside in Plymouth, Devon. Yeah, but you actually haven't said who you are yet. Just, just. Oh, did I not say actually my name? <laughs> my... <laughs> Idiot. My name is Mitzi, Victoria Mitzi, and I'm a journalist first and foremost. And so are you. We have we have established this, so we should just get on and fucking say it. Okay, let's fucking say it. We oh, and the other, because neither wasted years doing, and, and because nothing. I don't work at the BBC anymore, I can swear and say the sorts of things I wouldn't have been able to swear when I was um, taking Auntie's shilling. So and you really do make the most of that. And I have to ah. apologise to everyone about it. When people ask me about the podcast, which they actually do, which is great, really. <laughs> they ask how they can listen to it. So I, I say, oh, it's the, called this and they never remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I tell them our email address and they're dead <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> but um, no, I always say that it's really blue. And okay. I apologise. And when um, my managers, I was I was in an interview for my own job. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, lockdown. Thanks, BBC, and uh, and the managers all said we listen to your like, and they all were nodding their heads, going, "We all listen to your podcast." And I was oh, like, God. "I'm really so because on the radio, you know how big swearing is. It's like the worst thing you can do when you're reading bulletins. Yeah. If you go fart, then everyone's, like, is that allowed?" <laughs> um, and so we've unleashed the beast, and I went, "I'm sorry about the language," and I just, you know what I was thinking? What have I said? <laughs> What have I said <laughs> about what had, you? <laughs> uh, what had you said? You don't, what have I, I inferred? I don't think you swear at all. I think I do all the swearing. I'm just getting it out of my you system. Do. I'm just splurging. You're really enjoying it. And I really enjoy you enjoying it because it's like hearing your dad swear. <laughs> and my dad never swore in English. What, did, just, what language did Eddie Mitzi swear Italian, in? Italian was his favourite. <laughs> Cornuto Forza. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then it was actually some, some uh, Arabic-y things mixed in. Okay. I thought I was getting more drunk than I am. And I've just realised my glasses are really dirty. <laughs> Ooh, who put the lights out? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right, top story. Let's go. Let's get our serious hats. So let's get our big hats on, shall we? And a our big, lock, a big, a big our lockdown hats. locks. <laughs> our big Hasidic hats and our lockdown locks. That's the one. And your long black coat. Oh, and if a woman would um, put a wig on, I'll get my wiggy wig field on. Rabbi <laughs> Mitzi would be quite a good. I might go for the rabbi shit. <laughs> as long as he's smiling in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that one? Have you got the BBC page up about this story? No. Just get it up and have a look Shall at the I picture of Matt, Rabbi Mervis. <laughs> okay. Does he look like a relative of mine? He just looks brilliant. He's the perfect rabbi. I mean, he's, he's like central casting rabbi. Is he, is he the Hollywood stand-in rabbi? Yeah. Oh, here we are. Oh, he is. He looks a bit like you, Ben. <laughs> I'm going to do a Rabbi Mervis impression. Rabbi Benedict. Somehow it doesn't really have that ring to it, does it? Well, that would be Rabbi Ando, I suppose, really, wouldn't it? I think Mervis is his second name. Because his, his name is Ephraim Mervis. Ephraim's a good name. Ephraim is a good name, actually. Yeah, I'm quite jealous of that name. It's like one of those old Old Testament names, isn't it? Like Ezekiel, yeah, or Jed- Jedediah, or something. Well, they are old. They're all about the Old Testament, aren't they? They are all about the Old Testament. That's right. Forget the New Testament. That's a load of nonsense. <laughs> well, it's not as cool, I think. 
Not that I know the Testaments very well. In terms of, <laughs> of, of, of evil and brutality, I mean, you can't really, nothing holds a candle to the Old Testament when it comes to numbers of people being generally beheaded, having other bits lopped off and drowned. Isn't there loads of sodomy and buggery in there? Buried alive, fed to lions. I mean, you know, bur burnt alive. There, there, there aren't many sort of ways in which you could be sort of like put to death that the, the Old Testament doesn't get to at some point or another. Oh, yeah. Mm. The only thing I don't know... The, Wicked. The thing I, well, the only thing I don't know, thinking about it, is whether um, there's any crucifixion in the Old Testament, in which case oh. that was the trick they left for the New Testament. Oh, they, they thought, well, we'll give them that one then, shall we? <laughs> but crucifixion's oh, well, fucking shit. Well, I don't think anybody said it was a bundle of roses. But did you know how bad it was? Well, I mean, when you say how bad, do you mean the actual way you die? Yeah. Yeah, you slowly asphyxiate because you run out of energy and can't breathe. That's quite horrible. But I think you have you you have the um, nails put in, don't you? Well, and no, I, mean, I think your legs get broken. Someone told me. Oh, that. oh, oh that, that's an extra one, a bit of fun that I didn't know about. Exactly, it's just a total. But hung, drawn, and quartered. We've talked about that on this podcast yeah, before. Yeah. That's pretty lame too. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Especially if it's done properly, so they keep you alive to the last possible minute. That's pretty unpleasant. Yeah, why? Yeah, that's the point. Okay, I was going to ask why. That's the point. Torture. Don't really get yeah. it. Well, Although, indeed. the week I've had, it's akin <laughs> to that at my desk at work. Just disembowel me. It's more fun. <laughs> right, let's get on with the crime. Okay, this um, this is um, Jordan Monaghan, who has appeared charged with murdering a three-week-old baby in 2013, a 21-month-old child in also in 2013, but eight months later, later the first alleged um, killing took place on January the 2nd in August. He also faces two counts of attempting to murder a third child uh, on two occasions in 2016, uh, and he's also accused of murdering his partner, Evie Adams. So he appeared in court in Blackburn, and he's... Now, obviously, a lot of this is sub judice, so we can't go into too many details. He's going to stand Ooh. trial in October uh, this year at Preston Crown Court. So what happens is, and, and you know, people who listen to or watch a lot of crime will know this, but just to help those who, who maybe don't necessarily is one of the principles is that you should have a fair trial. And the reason you have, that the only way you, it is thought that you can have a fair trial is if the jury coming to the case don't know lots of facts or, or possible not facts already, if they haven't heard things that might or might not be true. So as soon as somebody is arrested and then charged, um, legislation and, and sort of kicks in that stops journalists or stops anybody really, not just journalists, from broadcasting or publicising or publishing or generally saying um, details about the case. So that yes, whoever these days, these days it's citizen journalist. It is citizen journalist, absolutely. And in fact, that's Sorry. what... Um, uh, Stephen Yaxley Lennon got into trouble for, wasn't it, for being in contempt of court? But Remind that's me? That, uh, Tommy Robinson. Oh. Yeah, but that's a, that's a side issue. Let's not get down that down that particular rabbit hole. Um, but no, so so to ensure that everybody gets a fair trial, there is a sort of a, a news uh, blackout, if you like, uh, on on cases before they get to court, and that is why when you go to court report, what you're listening to is you're listening often for the very first time that most people will hear the often horrific details of any particular story. Um, so, but but you can you can still report. I think there's there's a list, isn't there? Is it 
10 or 12 things you can report. You can report the person's Magistrate's name, their age. Exactly. Well, you'll know it. You can report their yes. age, their name. You can report what they're charged with. You can report brief um, information about the case. You can report whether any bail has been replied for, the names of their lawyers, the name of the judge, uh, the court at which they appeared. Uh, some, sometimes magistrates might actually even impose blanket restrictions on these. Now, for example, uh, he is also charged with two counts of attempting to murder a child and two counts of child cruelty. Now, that child cannot be named. Um, the legal reasons there are that it's a general principle that children are not named in court proceedings. Now, because two children were killed, those children who were killed can be named. They're Logan and Ruby Monaghan. Um, but the third child can't be named because that child is still alive. So this is 29-year-old Jordan Monaghan, who's appeared in court. A date's been set for his trial. He's a charge, just to recap, with murdering his two children, his partner, Evie Adams, and also attempting to murder a third child. So and I understand that she's not the mother of the children. No, that's that right. right. That She was not the mother of the children. Um, but this is clearly a, just a, you know, a, going to be one of those, um, I suspect, one of those trials which just is going to be full of really fascinating evidence and information. Um, yes, and my no, well spotted. And is that is that partly why you chose? Because you chose it. You came across this. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that. I thought, wow, this is definitely one to look out for. As I said, we can't say much about it now, and we shouldn't. Um, but when the trial takes place in October of this year, uh, that will be definitely one I think we will we'll be picking up and uh, doing. Of course, we don't know at the moment he what, what um, plea he's entered. It, it is, it's said in this um, article here that he's expected to enter not guilty pleas to all seven charges. And the next appearance he'll make is uh, on April the 28th. And that's just a pre-trial preparation hearing. But uh, he might at that point decide to plead guilty, in which case things would change. But at the moment, our understanding is that he's uh, pleading not guilty to the charges. Remind me, Ben, because when I look at that, it looks like a normal time frame for setting it for trial. Yeah. Because at the moment, and part of the reason that um, I asked you to annoy your friend Dominic Casciani uh -huh. is because he was talking a couple of days back about um, trials being extended and the courts being in disarray. But this doesn't seem to be that extended, does it? I, I think, um, well, I suppose you can you can see the criminal justice system as a bit of a pyramid. And at the top of it, you get the absolute, you know, the top cases, if you like, the ones where most people are interested in the, the most serious crimes. And this clearly, when you're talking about um, three murders, two three counts of murder, two counts of attempted murder and two counts of, of child cruelty, um, you're looking at one of the most serious cases and most serious trials and court cases that there will be irrespective of what the eventual outcome is now because of that because it's so serious i suspect that it gets um you know all the resources uh, that it needs i think the logjam and the delays are happening lower down the system at magistrates court and at um, hearings for relatively petty crimes you know theft burglary twocking that kind of thing you know non my neighbors yeah, non-payment of council tax. <laughs> yes, I didn't know what you said. Okay. Your Just Everybody on. needs good neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> they don't become good friends. <laughs> Are you saying you haven't become good friends with your neighbours? Yeah, I go, every day I go, all right. <laughs> oh, you, you should fit right in with that accent. Anyway, I digress. Yes. So, um... Yeah, so I, I think with serious cases like this one, then the, the timetable is probably likely to be pretty much what it would be at any time it's it's further okay, down that's the interesting 
That is interesting that they they do it like that. Well, that's my assessment. I mean, you know... Well, I wish we could have got Dom Cash on to talk about this, but he snubbed you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think he snubbed me. I I pinged him an email. I said, do you want to come and just tell us about his his thing? And he hasn't replied. I mean, To me, that's a snub, Ben. You've just lost your touch since you've not been at the Beeb. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously I'm an (laughs) ex-person. Well, I've even got him a DJ name ready. DJ Jazzy Dom. <laughs> DJ Dommy Cash. <laughs> and then I thought the we could invite somebody else whose name's got cash in it from the BBC. Who could that be, Ben? This is a quiz for you. Oh, gosh. Um, somebody else at the BBC whose name has cash in it. Not my favourite um, story about you, where I'm, I'm standing at some oh, lane friend, in a corner. Yeah, I, I, We could have my friend Cash Madeira on. That's right. Casha Madeira, DJ Dommy Cash. I thought they'd go perfectly. Oh, dear. Oh, well, invites will be in the post shortly. In other words, Victoria Mitzi will be annoying them soon. <laughs> I've actually enjoyed following Casha's um, Twitter recently because she's, um, she's presenting, as she does, uh, BBC World most evenings. And as far as I can tell now, and again, I don't work there, I don't know this, but as far as I can tell, everybody who goes into work has to have a, neg- a, a COVID test as they arrive. And if it's negative, then they're allowed in the, Elvis is allowed in the building. Oh, I'd How like that at that? work. I think Would that's brilliant. I bet, I bet you would. Uh, what were we talking about before that that was interesting? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what? what? Just I'm not even interested in what I say. A stream of consciousness. <laughs> Go on, so we've finished You've just noticed. (laughs) I think we're going to talk about uh, people dying for a selfie, aren't we? Oh, um, I would like to, if you don't mind, talk about detective porno. Okay, yeah. Because I think this is brilliant. Okay, I'm doing this. I'm owning this. Here we go. Detective sent obscene selfie and it gets better from court lavatory. And I love the word lavatory. I wonder if it's just because it's my sense of (laughs) humour. Don't you? Lavatory. Lavy. Lavy bog. This is awesome. I love it. Okay. A police detective bombarded up to a dozen women with pornographic selfies, (laughs) including... But it gets better because three... Okay, in this story, there are three officers from Hastings Police Station to face sexual allegations in the past month. (laughs) <laughs> and the others have done even better things than him, so hold tight. Um, including one taken in the lavatory of a Crown Court during a drug trial, a disciplinary panel was told. Detective Constable Damien Cotgreave. Do you think that's how you say it? Cotgreave? Could be um, Cotgrave. It's G-R-E-A-V-E. Go on. He sent hundreds, not just one or two, hundreds of obscene messages to the women while on duty, even better. Um, The hearing was told that he absconded from work for two hours. What did he do, Ben? He visited one woman's home and gave her an intimate back massage under her clothes. See, and that's exactly my point, that why does it really matter whether... Why don't they take their clothes off if they do it under the clothes? Well, I'm a bit confused by this, I have to say. I mean, hmm. the, dirty, the dirty DC and the WC. I'm a bit confused. <laughs> I'm a bit... So, so, hang on. So, when an intimate back massage under her clothes, presumably she's wearing, like, I don't know, a jumper or something. He's reached up underneath from her mm. waist, up her back, and he's kind of giving her a rub like that. Mm. But, I mean, it's not like he's giving her a front massage. Well, it's to me, an intimate massage does not happen on my back. 
What I don't want to think about that. Oh, you dear. You're like the mouse's ear. <laughs> Not after lockdown. Oh, God. Oh, no. I shall, I shall continue. Yesterday, 18 of 20 charges against him for gross misconduct, misconduct <laughs> between December 2019 and February last year were proven. The officer who joined Sussex Police in 2013 before the had resigned before the hearing. The panel barred him from serving as an officer again. Mr. Cockgreave, the third officer from Hastings, that's when it says that. What's going on? In Sussex, that's what I want to know. It's the, it's, he's put, they're putting sex in Sussex. In, in December, charges of gross misconduct against Sergeant Rob Adams were proven after he put the face of a female colleague on a pornographic image of a naked woman. I love a pornographic image, and then they have to elaborate that they would be naked. Or who was just wearing socks? No, she was naked. Um, <laughs> just wearing socks. This socks and sandals. It was in, it Sock was a German porn. it was German porn. There are certain things I need to know. Socrates. <laughs> the, how very trendy. The panel was told that Mr. Cock- socks and sliders. <laughs> does that get you going, Ben? No, it does not. <laughs> the panel was told that Mr. Cockreave was a respected officer, not no more, in an organised crime and drugs unit. The married officer was also an expert witness at, at drug trials. He contacted 12 women on social media while on duty, asking about their sexual preferences and sent explicit selfies to at least six. Louise Ravenscroft for the force said that the behaviour was a clear breach of his duties and responsibilities. There was another (laughs) bit in here. Oh, here we go. Detective Sergeant Paul Elric was found to have pinged a ruler across the bottom of a female colleague. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it sounds like like carry-on constable at Hastings, doesn't it? It's so childish. Did the the, the female colleague colleague sort of titter like Babs Windsor and go, oh, saucy. Ooh, saucy. Yeah, and then she went and reported him. (laughs) (laughs) Not very carry-on. I don't know. I mean... I, I suppose, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. It's terrible and everything. But goodness me, is it, do we have to have a sense of humour at some point with this sort of stuff? Or do we just say, no, it's absolutely outrageous and should never I be know, tolerated? I know, Ben. Why can't you hit all women in the workplace across the buttocks with a ruler? <laughs> I mean, spoil sports. Well, he didn't, hang on. He didn't, no, hang on. He didn't hit, he pinged. Oh, right, that's it, fine then. Well, no, I don't know. Well, no, I don't know if it is fine. I wasn't there. I didn't witness the pinging. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is if it's like, if it's not actually harmful, if it's not something that actually causes pain, which I presume a ping doesn't, do, what, what point does sort of a bit of good-natured japery stop and sort of sexual abuse begin? That's very interesting because about ten years ago, I was. I was hit on the bottom by a boss, a, a male manager, and I report I, I reported it in the sense that he was a bad manager. And then it, I was like, by the by, he hit me on the bum. No one cared. <laughs> they all thought it was fine. So maybe everyone agrees with you. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe things are changing. Maybe and maybe. So that's I punched him in the face, and no one said bet, that was fine. <laughs> I bet you didn't. I bet you didn't no, punch I him didn't. in the face. I didn't. Put, I, I didn't. I didn't think that. I was just a bit shocked. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't really think it's fine. I'd certainly okay. not ping any men on the bottom. No, no. I have to say, I've. I've I don't think I've been often. <laughs> have I been pinged on the bottom? Possibly not. I don't know. I can't Can I just say, this bit? I'd like you mm. to tell me 
he contacted 12 women while on social media, while on duty, and he was asking about their sexual <laughs> preference. I was just trying to imagine when I read that what kind of thing that he would say. Hello. Like, what do you do? You, you're sitting there on your Facebook. Hi, Terry. <laughs> what do you like doing in bed? Is that would what you like he's to, doing? Would you like to sit on my Facebook, he asked them. <laughs> Would you like to come on my Facebook? <laughs> it was explicit, Ben. Let's get let's get a bit more. Oh, sorry, yeah, that. a bit more And also explicit selfies. I guess you have to kind of get yourself in the mood to understand what people do. But what kind of thing? I really don't get what people say. Am I? Is there something not? Is there some component of well, a on. non a non sex pervert to me? Well, I mean, a, a, an explicit selfie to me presumably is a is what's known as a dick. What pic, if you don't have a dick? It? Well, he did. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but what I mean, I'm okay. saying is, what? Do, well, look do at the you, first sentence. He woman, bombarded he bombarded women with pornographic selfies. If you're taking a selfie, I'm guessing yeah. the only way to make it pornographic is to include your ding-a-ling in it. Well, according to the Times, intimate areas include your back. So maybe he gave her a back <laughs> shot. If he's got a particularly suggestive back. <laughs> yeah, it talks like how to get ahead in advertising. Hello. Unless he's got a big tattoo of a cock on his back. <laughs> we may do how amazing well thank you to the kind listener who sent me that story actually that was that was amazing i really loved every single moment of it but i think we'd probably better move on because we've remilked a very tiny article in on like page 27 of the times <laughs> <laughs> moving on from detective porno we, we could do, we could, or we can do the the Stamford Hill COVID party. <laughs> oh yes, we we've actually not done that, have we? No, we haven't. Well, we kind, of, we kind of talked around it quite a bit. So the, the basic story is that police broke up a wedding party in North London, where around four, they said around four hundred people had gathered. Um, officers uh, found the windows at Yesterday Hatora Senior Girls School in Stamford Hill had been covered uh, at quarter past nine um, in the evening when they arrived and guests fled from the strictly orthodox Charedi Jewish school when the police arrived and the organisers faced a £10,000 fine for breaking lockdown rules. Now, you know, members of the Jewish community, uh, leaders, um, Chief Rabbi Mervis, who we've already spoken about, have all said that this was, you know, completely um, wrong. It, they, they're horrified by it. They condemn it in the strongest possible terms. Um, and But it was a yeah. great party. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a great party. I mean, I, I hope they had a lot of smoked salmon. Oh, <sighs> yum. Yeah, I love smoked salmon. God, I, I know, I know. And you don't really get it in the fridge that often, do you? Because it's a bit smelly. Okay, is there a difference between smoked salmon and lox? Or is lox just the American name for it? Oh, I don't know it is lox. I know that... What is Gravidlax. it? Gravidlax. There's Gravidlax. Gravidlax is well, with dill. Is, yeah, Gravidlax is a Scandinavian way of doing it with dill. But um, in, in America, if you go there and you, you want smoked salmon and you ask for smoked salmon, they look at you blankly. Uh, if you ask for lox, then you get smoked salmon. How do you spell it? L-O-X, like liquid oxygen. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> is, that what you, is that what they think you're asking for? That's, that's, a, that's a bit of a, a nerdy science joke there. It's um, very cool, Ben. It's a type of salmon product often served on a bagel with cream cheese. I think that's highly discriminatory towards salmon. Salmon can be served in loads of ways. Why is it often served on a bagel? Did you always get your locks on a bagel? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I did have it on bagels and it's lovely on a bagel, but it not It says always. origin, Israel. 
Or maybe you made what the word oh, is. Oh, it's, it's usually garnished. No, I don't think that. Why is salmon called lox? Is lox smoked salmon? Let's, let's have a look at that. It has a completely different texture, apparently. Oh, no, oh, okay. that's hot. Is lox smoked salmon? <laughs> Get me some hot lox. <laughs> We've got lockdown lox, dreadlocks, <laughs> and... Curly lox. Hot <laughs> belly lox, it says here. The actual name for it. Salmon that's been cured in salt, like Gravidlax, which is cured oh, okay. in sugar oh. and salt. <gasps> I'm getting hungry now. Don't do a podcast yeah. and talk about food when you're hungry. So that's, that's I think good. there's. I think it might be a slight variant, but I think the substance is the same. <laughs> Can we stop the podcast so I can have my dinner? <laughs> well, we're going to in a minute, yeah. so you can, you can hold tight. <laughs> anyway, Detective yeah. Chief Superintendent Marcus Barnett of the Metropolitan Police said, this was a completely unacceptable breach of the law. People across the country are making sacrifices by cancelling or postponing weddings and other celebrations, and there is no excuse for this type of behaviour. While officers said they found 400 people at the event, a security guard at the school told the BBC there were more like 100 guests at the party. Sorry, I was just reading a message. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> Welcome back. I mean, do join <laughs> us. Sorry, sorry if we're boring you with your own podcast. <laughs> well, it's not we, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the big news is that the, the mayor of Hackney, Philip Glanville, where um, there is a COVID-19 infection rate of 625.43 cases per 100,000 people, which is way higher than the average rate. Uh, the mayor said he was deeply, deep, deeply, he was deeply disappointed, deeply dippy. He was deeply disappointed <laughs> that the wedding party had taken place. He added, similar events have taken place at this venue before, and we need to be really clear how unacceptable it is. We will be meeting with the rabbinate and our community partners over the coming days to see how we can prevent... The rabbinate, exterminate, the rabbinate. I'm so... is The the rabbinate, presumably, is a bit like some kind of... Is it some kind of council of rabbis? Well, I don't know. It sounds heavy, though, doesn't it? The rabbinate, it does. I don't know. Is it like some... Is it like a... Not is that like a? It's like Phil Chum, friend of the podcast. He's maybe known it's as like the a, Terminate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like um, it's like the collective noun for rabbis, the rabbinate. It's like you know, you 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 know, you, you don't have sort of like I don't know a flock of rabbis. You you don't have a a, a whoop of rabbis. You have a. <laughs> <laughs> what else could you have? A flock of rabbis. That just sounds like why is why is it religious people are funny like nuns on the run? Like <laughs> why is that funny? Why are religious people moving around so funny? <laughs> Nude vicars. I know vicars are funny. <laughs> naughty vicars. Naughty vicars. I mean, naughty vicars are funny, aren't they? <laughs> vicars are funny. Nuns are funny. Rabbis are funny. They are. Any other faiths that we? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that Iran's mullahs are particularly funny. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I quite those beards are really something. If you don't laugh, you're like, oh, that's quite scary. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're renowned for their their great sense of comedy timing. Oh, you should see them at raves. I had told her Friday come prayers. Come any closer. Come any a... closer. <laughs> it's a lockdown <laughs> rave. If ever I saw one. <laughs> <laughs> right but, but no but you're right mm. collective groups of religious people are funny i don't know why i think we've got to think oh no write in you didn't let mormons? me finish podcast oh, mormons are funny i told you my mormons are oh, funny. yeah i told you my mormon they story oh, they were great um, oh no yeah. tell me mormon story again 
Oh, a few years ago when I was working at Five News, they had this sequence called First on Five where they got little long features. And I, I followed a couple of Mormons around as they were trying to convert people in Bradford. And it was just hilarious. They were sort of like, they called each other Elder. So they're only they're two males. They're, they're Elder, Elder Smith and Elder Jones or whatever they were. You'd never get two sort of, women calling each other Elder. They'd be like, how dare you? I'm younger. No, the, 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 but they had a, there was a, a young woman with them and she had, what are they, not eight elders? They're, they, they're called something else, not maid, but it's, it's something like that. Um, I'd, I'd have to look it up. Maid, but, I like that. There, but it was sort of like, you know, every morning they were sort of, they were staying in this little sort of house that they were staying at, which was, I think, you know, they, they, they were given rooms by sort of a, a Mormon sympathizer. And every morning they did put their sort of shirts and ties on their suits. They were really smart. They'd be like some sort of Mormons. Light your engines, off we go. And they'd be going out and sort of trying to... Mormons, start your engines. What would you and call they'd... them? A gaggle of Mormons? Oh, uh, a lorry, lorry of, of Mormons or something. Gosh. Um, yeah, a lorry load of... A salt lake of Mormons. No. Um... Oh, we'll think of one. What's... Actually, answers on a postcard. What would you call a group of Mormons? <laughs> I roll, here they come, of Mormons. <laughs> yeah, a, a quick pretend we're not in of Mormons. Uh, only really argumentative people will let you into their house of Mormons. Oh, yeah. Look, come in, let me tell you why God doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, no, that was my dad. <laughs> oh, oh I come the home from school him? and he'd have, usually it was Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> now they're, now they're <laughs> what are they called on mass? Well, they're funny. A persistent of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> I have met some really lovely Jehovah's Witnesses, I have to say. Oh, God. So <laughs> okay, let's move on. This is getting too offensive, so uh, let's just <laughs> okay. stay right here. No, let's move on to something else which is offensive. <laughs> well, I think we need to finish quite soon. We've been talking about Oh, yeah, very... Hour. Okay, let's just do death selfies, shall we? Okay, yeah. There's so... <laughs> I mean, I did a bit of looking into this, and the last thing I could oh, find was in yeah. 2018. Yeah. Um, the, the the quest for taking extreme selfies has killed uh, two nearly 260 people between 2011 and 2017. And some Ooh. of these photos of people like standing on the tops of chimneys, just on the edge, kind of with a selfie stick, taking a photo. And well, you, you did think, better than me on that research, then, because all I could find was um, somebody else doing parking a. Vauxhall Astra in Blackburn. Actually, I'm, it's very Lancashire heavy today, isn't it? And it was across a level crossing as well. And I well, was no, like, they didn't park, mm. no, they lay across. No, the, the, the Tide Mills level crossing um, is yeah. in East. Is it actually? It's in East Sussex. No, no, I'm not talking about this one. Oh. I know another Sussex connection. Okay. The, Everyone's being they want to be careful. Sussex. They want to be careful. The boys from boys from Hastings will be investigating. <laughs> They're all too busy touching people up. I tell okay. you what, if this woman who's lying across. So, so the picture shows a woman lying across. The, between the tracks, like like you know those old style f- films where the sort of the woman was tied to the railway tracks. She's lying. I put it on our tracks. Twitter at YDLMF podcast. It's only um it's only a pedestrian crossing. It's not a well, it's, there are gates there. I think tractors might go across it, but it's not a normal vehicle crossing. But she's lying across it, and then her a friend is standing sort of in the middle of the tracks taking a photo of her. I mean, if a train came there, it'd be more than a ping on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you'd get slicey wicey'd in half. Well, I don't think she'd get sliced in half. Looking at her, I think she'd lose her legs below the um, the knee and probably lose the top of her head as well. I mean, either way, it wouldn't be the highlight of her day. 
You sound like you know what you're talking about with rail injuries. Oh, I do. You know, I'm a total train nerd. Yeah, but has that got to do with rail injuries? Oh, no. I mean, well, yeah, but you could. I think it stands to reason. If somebody's lying on a track and a... Oh, yeah, you you have to look at the photo. 100-ton train comes down, yeah. But look at her friend. She's, like, slumped over, like, really focused on the shot. And you're like, um, look, train. (laughs) 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 You've got to look at the photo with that sound effect. (laughs) But the serious side of this is, first of all, I mean, you know, stupid... I mean, okay, so the Darwin thing is that, you know, stupid people get themselves killed and so remove their genes from humanity. So in theory, humanity gets stronger with every stupid person that finds an idiotic way to die. I'm sure you've said that so many times. Oh, I love saying it. But <laughs> the problem is here that, you know, what people forget is that, you know, that you know people do jump in front of trains, maybe if they want to end their own lives. And that is incredibly traumatic for the train driver because you can't just stop a train like you can a car. If you see somebody, you can have 30 seconds of knowing that you're going to hit them and not being able to stop. And that may just be absolutely horrific. Awful. But they have really a lot of therapy awful. and stuff. They've got like things set up for that for London Underground as well, haven't they? Yeah, they have. That's true. And uh, there are drivers who it happens to, and they go back to work, and they are okay with it. Oh, well, they're not okay with it, but they cope and they they move on. There are other drivers who don't ever and end up taking either early retirement or they they just can't drive a train again. They have to be used, um, deployed in other duties. It's 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 you know it's it's not um, something that is necessarily simple to deal with and it's obviously something that affects different people in different ways so yeah i mean you know joking aside you know lying in front on a railway tracks to have a selfie taken is just utterly utterly stupid i know you say joking aside but um yeah. the words that have been used on the bbc article have been staggeringly stupid for this tiktok level crossing stunt but i can imagine i think I saw, and and many of our listeners, I'm sure, will have seen this. <laughs> well, the thing is, that, mm. well, the, 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 they're quoting. I mean, British Transport Police Inspector Jonathan Pine said, "This is unthinkably stupid behaviour by two women. Trains yes. pass through this line at speeds of up to seventy miles an hour, so they could quite easily have been moments away from a catastrophic incident. No photo opportunity <laughs> is worth risking your life for." Can I just say that you didn't let me finish? You didn't let me because I was going to say that our <laughs> listeners would know, and you might know this as well, Ben, there was um, there was an American case about, in the press, about a year and a half, no longer, it'll be over two years ago now, somebody did a stunt for social media, a girl and her boyfriend, and she... I think it was that way around. Yeah, she shot him through a book and actually ended up killing him. Oh, I remember that. Yes, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean, how thick can you get? Whoops. <laughs> that was really stupid. Um, my own personal favourite <laughs> really? is this guy was in Yosemite National Park in California and he was trying to take a selfie on the edge of a cliff and he managed to fall 250 metres. Um, and the, my favourite detail of the story is that his name is... Toma Frankfurter. <laughs> oh, that would have been a severely bruised sausage. <laughs> it was well, I, I, I don't think it was a sausage that um, made it to, yeah, quite. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about it. Didn't make it. it into a dick pic from Hastings, please. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right, well, I think that's a wrap.
Thank okay. you. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. I do want to say thank you for your interactions about Lisa Montgomery. Yeah, I just thought we'd sort of draw the line onto that case because it was, it was incredibly sad. But do, thank you for all your interactions and particularly those and our Twitter friends from the, the podcast world. Thank you very much and keep listening. We we love you. Okay, it's all mm. done. It's all that. It's that's a wrap. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye, Victoria. Have a good week. Bye.